Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the show are dear friends of mine, Johnny and Brooke Stevens. And as it's Valentine's Day today, they are going to share their love story and how the Lord brought them together. But first, a little quick introduction. In the fall of 2004, shortly after Johnny first joined Josiah Venture in Slovenia, he met Brooke, who was at the time a volunteer with the Church of the Nazarene in Slovenia. Even though Johnny and Brooke were both active in relational ministry in the capital city of Ljubljana, their paths rarely crossed until the spring of 2007 when they began dating. As their relationship progressed, they quickly found that the Lord was leading them to serve Him together with Josiah Venture in Slovenia. They were married in January of 2008 and began a partnership with a local church in Selje in the spring of 2008. In March of 2010, they welcomed their daughter Kinsley into the family. They are thankful for the opportunity to mobilize the church body to minister to the needs of the next generation in Selye. Johnny and Brooke, welcome to the show. Hi, Gwen. What's up, Gwen? Good to be here. It's great. <laughs> this is so fun because, listen, I have referenced you guys on the podcast many times. And now I get oh, to sit down with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a privilege. You're podcast famous. Podcast there, you famous. Go. there we go. Now they'll actually know us. <laughs> yes. So right here in the beginning, before we, you know, dive into your love story, what do you want the people to know about you? You want to talk about your family, your dog? What do you want to yeah, what do you want sure. to say? Yeah, we're we um we have a family and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um we love being active together. We we've actually been playing a lot of games together in the mm-hmm. evenings. Got some new games recently for Christmas. So that's been a ton of fun. Nice. And Kinsley's also at an age where we can like play our hardest. We don't really have to go easy on her. So that's actually new fun, uh, a new fun thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then this last week, we just introduced a new activity into our uh, repertoire and that is snowshoeing. And fortunately we have enough snow this year. So we were able to do that. And yeah, it was, it was really a lot of fun. fun. Up in Austria. Snowshoeing. Yeah. That? that is really fun. Yeah. And also for the listeners, they just need to know that uh, we go way back. We go back yes, to my internship do. in 2011. Yep. And I can remember those days when Kinsley was little and she wanted to win those games all the time. So, <laughs> yep. yeah, because if she didn't win, she would cry. But she yeah. still likes to win. Yeah. But she can, she can take disappointment a little bit better now. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And speaking of Kinsley, she is the first Stevens to actually be on the podcast. She was on the Josiah Venture Kids episode. That's right. <laughs> well, That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. She, that was fun. That was really fun to listen to. And she loves listening to it and sharing it with other people. And in fact, her all of her cousins, her, mm-hmm. a lot of our family has, has listened Tune to that. In. And yeah. it's been a great touch point. But yes, Gwen, we have gone way back. Like not just, I mean, we did like 10 years of like, full-on life-on-life together. So if anyone knows our story the best besides each other, it's you. (laughs) I love love that. And I will always, always cherish my time in Slovenia. I tell everybody about Slovenia, whoever will listen. I'm like, guys, (laughs) it's so great. But really the big highlight was Literally living with you guys Mm -hmm. and then living in your basement, doing ministry together, starting Fusion. Yeah. 
in Slovenia. And now Kinsley is like, literally while we're recording this at a fusion rehearsal, which is like so crazy. She's old enough. Yeah. Pretty wild. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. So, oh man. So I know, I know your whole love story because I've heard it many times. It is one of my favorite (laughs) stories, but we're just going to jump right in because it's Valentine's and we just want to give the people what they want. A really good love story. (laughs) Here we go. We'll do what we can. Yeah. Do what we can. So first, let's talk about how initially you both moved to Slovenia as singles. So let's start there. Johnny, share about about that experience. Why Slovenia? Yeah. we. uh, I had a chance to come through Slovenia with a, a trip with my college, and I got to see both the need for youth ministry in Slovenia. At that time, there's only one full-time youth worker in the whole country. And then also uh, I, I was introduced to Josiah Venture and I uh, saw um, the ways that they got to come alongside leaders. And so it was exciting to get to picture being a part of an organization uh, that was kind of just getting started. Slovenia, the work in Slovenia was just getting started at that time. So that was kind of my only real... Um, exposure to Slovenia. And so uh, I, with a, uh, with four other college students, uh, moved out in the spring of 2004. And we were just told, go meet people and uh, point them towards Jesus. That was basically our job for that first year go. or so. That's a nice uh, position focus. There you go. Go meet people. <laughs> go meet people. <laughs> Tell them about Jesus, the end. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was pretty much it. And then Brooke, what about for you? Yeah, it was it was a little, kind of similar, except for I didn't have a trip where I got to come out and see Slovenia. I moved like straight cold turkey. My first time to Europe was the day I moved here. So um, didn't really know what I was getting into besides the fact that the ministry I was a part of was go meet people and tell them about Jesus. So really similar, just something different. And the main avenue in which we did that was through sports. So I got I got on a basketball team early on here couple years later, got on a softball team. So I had a team in Slovenia, people that were already here. There was probably like six, five or six of us. Um, And then that was in June of 2004. So we actually moved out to Slovenia the same year, but with two separate organizations. Wow. Okay, then. So how did your paths cross? Uh, Two separate organizations. Yeah. How did you meet? Okay, we met uh, fairly early on. I think Brooke had... Maybe been in the country. It was like October. Yeah, it was fall. Okay. I remember it was the fall. So, uh, w- but we had some mutual friends. We ran into this mutual friend at the grocery store, and he said, "Oh, we just had this these this new group of single girls that joined the field." And so I was like, "Okay, great." I was shopping in different places at the grocery store, and I happened to be um, passing through the beverage aisle, and I was holding some beverages, and I looked up, and here is. Uh, this, these three single missionary girls. Um, and so I'm just kind of looking up, I'm thinking, okay, hi, my hands are full. And I'm thinking, (laughs) I don't know how to greet you guys. What's up. Uh, and that is our first memory of each other in the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Cause our, the guys on my team were like, oh yeah, the other guys are here kind of thing. Like, okay, fine. You know, it's, it's Slovenia's especially across the whole country, there's so few um, believers and American believers. You kind of all hear of each other, but you don't know each other. And so it was like, okay, cool, other missionaries. But um, yeah, I think we met 
and that was really it. That, so that was the fall of 04. And I don't think our paths really crossed again until like 2006, end of 2006, because, but we knew of each other. Like yeah. we had mutual friends, um, but we never really interacted with each other. Yep. My second memory of you, uh-huh. I think this is my second one, was I think we went out to pizza after, after language, language school. That's right. So, and that was, you know, again, long before either of us were on either's radar, but it's just a group of that people was the, going out to the place yeah. that had the salad bar and the, in piano. the piano. That's what I was going to say. The salad bar and <laughs> the piano. A, I was sensing a theme here with a food, grocery mm-hmm. store, food. Yes. pizza. Yeah. You yeah. guys re- make really good food. I, yeah, oh man, exactly. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> Who knew, right? You go, right Who knew? Okay. So yeah. you were like both, okay, we met at the grocery store. Oh, cool. Nice to meet you. Go your separate ways. All right. How did you how did you come together? Like how long did you guys know each other before it was like, wow, now we're Yeah. Oh, who is this oh, guy? Hello. Or who is this girl? Oh. oh, hello. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it was uh it was really hard to be single here for a long time. I mean, I always had my like antenna uh, antenna up for oh, I wonder if this guy, you know, like I just uh, it was hard. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a uh, um and the thought of finding somebody in Slovenia felt really slim. And so um, I, I had kind of gone through that in a couple of different situations and I was like, I'm done. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to keep trying to find someone. I just, Lord, I got it. I got to let this into your hands. Um, and then it was a couple different things had happened, I think in my heart during that process, as far as like, even just learning what it means to be a woman after God's heart, um, to kind of trust him and let things, uh, just serve him and follow him. And so I think that was one of the first things that happened in me to where when, so he moved into an apartment with the guys on my team because his roommate, David Bordner, also missionary here, um, had gotten married. And so he was on, he was with the guys on my team and I went over there to watch March Madness basketball. And it just so happened that he and I were sitting together in the corner of the room And I remember watching basketball, but I remember our conversation feeling different. Like, oh, there's, Mm. and actually somebody not too long before that was like, oh, what about Johnny Stevens? And I was like, no, like, cause I just, I thought (laughs) I had an idea of who he was and it was just this, yeah, it was just actually not who I thought he was. Um, So I just wasn't really interested. And then that night on the way home, um, I rollerbladed home because that's my (laughs) my mode of transportation, which is pretty awesome. And on my legit little tiny Nokia phone, which we still have, I got a text message from him that was like, hey, that was that was fun to connect tonight. And I remember thinking, ooh, I actually want to respond to this. Like it, it felt like something mm-hmm. different. That was for me. When I moved in with the, the guys on her team, uh, right around that time, Brooke left for uh, like six months in the it States. It was like five months, five months I months was States. working on support raising and getting a visa. Yeah, and so... Uh, I remember, I think we went out uh, like the night day before you left with yeah. a big group of people. And I remember thinking, oh, it's too bad she's leaving. It would be fun to get to know each other. Not like in, I wasn't really thinking beyond that. It was just kind of, it was a, sort of this fleeting thought. Uh, and then we interacted a couple of times. I think she reached out about visa things. And then there was one time when I think I was, I don't know if I was looking you up on MySpace <laughs> which was a social media platform for those uh, back in the are, day. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, and I think was I removed. That's what you say. I don't remember. Yeah, so that. I think I had to oh, ask no. her to be added 
back on because I was trying to answer a question about some visa visa. She has some visa questions, and I was trying to help her. Just he was trying to friendly, stalk me on my just wanting to help. He was trying to stalk, yeah, just trying to stalk you. But so yeah. I think there was there was kind of a maybe some type of intentionality of wanting to engage relationally at that stage. And so then once we had the conversation over March Madness, it really was just kind of one of those really natural connections. And uh, and so that's kind of where I was like, hey, let's let's see where this goes. Sent that text. Um, and then that sort of opened up, um, more communication, more communication, yeah. which I think our first date was shortly after that. Um, or was, I don't no, know. I, yeah, I, don't. I posted a blog on my MySpace back when I blogged oh. and had MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Like the one blog you have. So this is what set up our first the one date blog. was she had posted this blog. And so I had read it and I remember thinking, oh, I would, this would be a great opportunity for some conversation. So I think, um, I was. I was looking for ways. To, we were at that point. I think we were maybe texting yeah, more quite a bit, and so I was thinking, okay, it would be great to kind of move this relationship from a text-based relationship into a in-person type yes. relationship. Yes. So <laughs> I texted her, "Hey, we should hang out more." I got asked out on a date through text. It was awesome. Uh, uh, and you I said, said yes. "Hang out." She, you didn't say date, Johnny. You true. said, I, "Let's he hang probably out." Did. I said, "Well, no." <laughs> I said, "We should true. we should get together so that we can discuss these thoughts that you have on this blog." That's true. Oh. Uh, and so I know just the place. It was this little little tea and sandwich shop in downtown Ljubljana, China Hisha. For anyone who oh. knows downtown Ljubljana, vintage downtown Ljubljana. It's yes. no longer it's they don't, just a tea, just shop, a tea shop now. I know. Sad. But I digress. And that was our first date. That was our first date that I didn't really know was a date, though. Yeah, I don't think either. I mean, well, I knew it was a date. (laughs) (laughs) But looking back, you call it a date now. Yes, if it had had flopped, then it it would have just been, uh, you know, Uh, tea and sandwiches to talk about a blog. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love, I love that people are hearing this story and I'm just like, my heart is just racing right now because I've also come to both of you with like advice in like the dating world and all this kind of stuff. And so, oh man, this just makes me so happy. But okay. So first date and then like you just started hanging out or having more dates. After that, how long did you date? How long before marriage came up? I don't know. I got so yeah, many questions. That's a good question. You want to take that one? <laughs> yeah, or? I will. Yeah. Uh, the second day, I was impressed. He called and said, hey, I want to take you out, and I have a plan. How does this sound? And I was like, oh, nice. Like Refreshing. That's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. just that he w- he had a plan. And so, and he knew the way to my heart. We went and played tennis, um, which was awesome. That was, we started, like, Hanging out uh, March, first part of April, and then April 19th, he um, asked me to be his girlfriend. We, I think we were hanging out at Josh and Christy Patty's house, and on the way home, um, I, if I remember correctly, you asked me in the car, and I was like, I got to think about it, which is unusual for me. I'm like, a, mm-hmm. yep, let's do it. But yep. I was like, I don't, this is different. This isn't just let's date. There's, there's. I was 26, 27, 26 at the time, 27. I don't know. I can't remember. Somewhere around there. And just thought, okay, I, I actually want to think about this. And I processed with yeah. a couple of friends for those two days. And then I think it was the 21st that I was like, yeah, let's do this. But I, I remember sitting on, on the down by the river in downtown Ljubljana and just being like, 
I, I need you to know more of who I am so you also know what you're asking of me. Mm, um, and I, I think one of the best things in that for me was, you know, just sharing my history and my background and him just being like, I, who you are today is the grace, is just by the grace of God and where you're going is his grace over you. And that's that's what I'm interested in and in, in who God's created you right now. And your past doesn't matter because God's grace covers that. And so that was just, mm. it was it was actually really freeing for me um, to say like, heck yeah, let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. It, Make it, it official. It, yeah. There you go. Do it. And, which is interesting because uh, Brooke's process was a little bit slower and, and she's typically a little bit quicker to make decisions. I, on the other hand, am usually a little bit slower to make decisions. But with this, it was kind of like, all right, game on. And I think part of that was because we were a little bit more, you know, we're in, in our sort of late 20s, kind of a little bit more established in direction. And so, you know, when you're walking down a path and you look over and it's like there's another person that's kind of walking on a similar path, it was a pretty, I'd say, quick, just you know, common ground conversation was really easy. It went, it went, yeah, it just, it, it, it was very natural early on. And so I, I didn't have any hesitations. It was like, all right, let's see where this goes. And so here we go. Yeah. That was April. Yep. We, I helped with a camp that summer. That was the first time helping with the Josiah Venture camp, which yep. was oh, cool. so eye opening to me, to the things that the God, that God was doing in Slovenia. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, so April, six months later, October, plans a trip for my birthday, quotes, uh, <laughs> ends up being uh, our engagement. So he took me to Paris, a uh, sp- surprise trip to Paris. We had a friend that was living there, so we went to go visit her. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's interesting. We had, so it was an exchange student that was studying, that had studied in Ljubljana, and Brooke didn't know we were going to the airport. I was kind of cryptic with the kinds of things that she should bring. Yeah, pack, pack a bag. <laughs> like if you're just going to stay overnight, maybe somewhere. I'm like, are you kidding? Pack a bag. <laughs> How many days? Yeah. Well, you know, just like all kinds of weather. What? And so, but on the way to the airport, uh, she said, oh, it would be really fun to go visit Anahid, this friend in Paris. I, it was kind of one of those random, like, because not I think I just got like a card going from her. to Paris. Yeah. But oh, because anyway, you had, had no a, idea even that where you were going. Yeah, we no, we had this in, inside connection with the airline, so we were able to fly first class. It was just one of those like perks. We and then wow, I had cool. our friend Anahid kind of get everything set up for us. However, there was a bit of a hitch. Uh, the transportation in Paris was on strike, and so oh, we landed. <laughs> and so the whole plan, I'm texting Anahid, kind of freaking out, trying to figure out what I'm doing. And uh, figuring out how to navigate, you know, public transportation with the strike. And so we just kind of had to. And I'll I'll say this. If he wasn't going to propose that trip, then I knew that the rest of my birthdays (laughs) were going to be legit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's another another piece to that was I because a lot of our relationship was happening away from friends and family. I wanted at least something in our story that other people could. Um, I don't know, kind of get excited about and celebrate. So I didn't want it to be, yeah. I mean, obviously you want your engagement to be special, uh, but I kind of wanted to be a little bit more, like I wanted to be it to be. A, I mean, we're in Europe. A little more yeah, extra. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. A little <laughs> extra. <laughs> a little extra. Um, you know, I don't know. So if that made sense. Yeah, sense. that was, so that was six months to when he asked me to start dating and then three months, so six months and then three months after our engagement to the day, January 19th, we got, we got That's married. That's right. 
And you just celebrated 15 years of yes. marriage. Yes. <sighs> okay. So, okay. I love that you guys were intentional about dating. And like you said, you were older. You didn't want to like date just to date. Like, you know, you're running on this path following Jesus. You look to the side. Oh, there's someone. Cool. Let's do this together. And then it sounds like pretty, like you dated for six months, three-month engagement. So was it was it obvious that you both wanted to like continue like serving together in Slovenia? Like what what did that look like as you're like now talking about marriage in like those next steps? That's yeah, a good question. Great question. You know, I think one of the one of the key components was getting to serve at that camp together in the summer while we were dating. Uh, I remember kind of earlier on in our relationship thinking, Brooke has been really resilient in an environment that's very difficult and without a lot of structure. She didn't, she didn't have, um, like it was a, it was a, a group of, of, um, college age students that she was working with. Uh, and it was a pretty broad kind of, um, scope of what they were doing. Uh, and, and that team had kind of, uh, people had moved on and so it had shrunk. And so I think the, the degree to which she was able to really stay focused on what the Lord was calling her to, uh, being focused on the kingdom and things like that. I remember thinking, you know, with with a bit more vision and direction, uh, it would be neat to see kind of where this could take her slash us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so well, that and was one piece, I'd say. Yeah, I before that camp, I think things were kind of catching up to me and I was pretty tired and just thinking like, man, what, what is God doing in this country? Because I'm just not seeing a lot of it. And I told Johnny, I was like, I, I don't want to, I don't know that I want to spend the rest of my life in Slovenia. And it was great because he wasn't, he didn't draw any lines there. Um, he just listened and let me process. And then I think it was at that camp, like I said before, that I, that, that, I mean, people were interested in hearing the gospel and it was, um, you know, we got to, we got to see people trust Christ who are still a part of our ministry, even from way back then. So it was just kind of this like, whoa, dang, like I, this is incredible. I actually, this is something I want to be a part of. And so from then, from there, I think it was just, what, what, what would that look like? Um, we were both in Ljubljana at the time and the camp that we were both helping with was actually in Tele, the city that we live in now. And so it was like, I, we both had two separate ministries in Ljubljana. So then it was kind of like, okay, if we do get married, we might need to actually start over in a new city doing something else so that it can, it's like that leave and cleave in some ways where I felt like we needed to go establish um, what our ministry was together. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that was another thing that we were kind of discovering in that season. Yeah. Well, yeah. What is it, what would it look like for us to serve in Slovenia as a couple now and not as two separate singles? I love yeah. that. Yeah. Cause we wanted to be on mission together. Yeah. Yeah, we were part of two different churches, and then all, and the work, the youth work here in Sully was just getting started, and so it was a great opportunity to just kind of start fresh together. And and all of our mutual friends when we were single were from Sully, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That, like the he would randomly hang out with that crew, and they were a part of the ministry I was a part of in Ljubljana as college students. Those that would commute for college to Ljubljana. And so it was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. And there's still a handful of them that we're, we're in touch with. It's mm-hmm. pretty wild. Yeah. Wow. 
So now, gosh, 15 years later, there's a lot we could <laughs> chat yeah. about. Yes. But <laughs> what, what have you learned about God during these 15 years? And I mean, that's probably like a big, broad question. Or what have you learned about yourself? Just like being a married couple, serving in Slovenia, starting a family. There's lots where we could go, but wherever you want to, however you want to answer that question. Boy, when I, when I think back over our stories um, and now our story, uh, it, it really is about seeing God provide in different seasons uh, the resources that we need for that season. And so thinking back to our time uh, being single on the mission field, uh, it, it's, you know, I, I think um, those, those couple of years were really, really critical in terms of the Lord building the type of foundation for the relationship that he had prepared for us. Mm -hmm. And those were difficult yeah. years for both of us, yeah. uh, but it was still, we, we look back with gratefulness for the time, the sacrifices and the and the ways that God built, built a foundation in our lives that then um, was able to sustain our marriage that beyond that. Uh, so that's one thing. And then even as I think about kind of some of the ups and downs of ministry or marriage or um, life, uh, seeing God meet us in those, in those places, help guide us as we're at, you know, key decision points along the way. Uh, so we, you know, we've been on the field now almost 19 years um, wow. all together. And, and so every, every so often you have those different points of evaluation. You're asking different questions like, okay, what's next? And, and so it really has been, you know, continually giving up, uh, putting things on the table and saying, okay, Lord, we really want to use our, our resources to your glory. Uh, you know, our marriage is one of those primary resources, our, our passions, all of those things. Uh, and, and seeing him provide exactly what we need, even when we can't see it. Yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's been... I think we've learned a lot about who God is and his character through that. And then also he's continually affirming and helping us see who he's made us to be and how he wants us to use those gifts uh, to, to build up his church uh, and to his glory. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. That, that was, that was very well said. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, you know, even even just getting to tell this story again, it's it's great to be reminded of God's faithfulness. You know, all like similar to what you're saying. I think, uh, you know, there's there's when I think about what I've learned about who God is, is He's consistent, um, mm. and and He's faithful, and He's He doesn't waver back and forth. And I think Johnny's been a really good image of that for me. Um, as consistent and unwavering and faithful. And, and I think that there's been just lots of different things in our marriage where Johnny has reflected Jesus back to me. So it's like that picture of always getting to see who Jesus is through Johnny has been a, a big blessing for me. Um, mm. And then I, I think the other thing is that, that like God is just way bigger and way cares way more and is in the details and in ways I just never would have learned or imagined. And I, and I think I, I think I started learning that as a single, um, and then just getting to experience that in a new way, being married is just, is just yeah, really for sure. incredible. Yeah. 
But I, I think I'd also just say like it, it hasn't been easy, you know, like no. we, yeah. we hit a couple different places along the, on the road where we've had really incredible friends and family come alongside us and, and call us up to, uh, not a new standard, but like a, they're, they're, they're calling us up, like they're raising us up. And I, I think it's, we, we've heard Dave Patty say at marriage conferences and, you know, other people say this, you don't want to settle for a good marriage. You want to have a great marriage. And, um, I think that's been something for us too, is like, you can easily get into a routine of good. And so we have friends that say, Hey, how's your marriage? How are you and Johnny doing? And check in with us in those places where not only it reminds us to assess like that, that we want to, we want to always be growing more, but where, um, yeah, just having, having actually community around us who's willing to ask us the hard questions about how we're doing. And we feel safe and vulnerable enough to, to share the good and the bad. Oh, I love that. And then even speaking of the good and the bad, the highs, the lows, like one of my questions is like, what has been like the best part of your marriage? What like sticks out? You've answered some, it like said some of this, but anything else of like, wow, this like looking back, like the highlight reel, but then also what's been the most challenging time of your, your marriage? How did you get through that? Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I, when you say highlight reel, I'm like, I can think of so many fun things that we get to do together and have done together and we laugh and play. And Johnny and I, are, we have a lot of similar interests. We love watching football together in the football season. We love being outside and playing sports and stuff like that. We similar interests, even just in decorating our home. So those things have actually yeah. been really quite easy for us, which is just, it's fun. We like enjoy, enjoy those things together. Well, and we also, we're, we're, we're really we do, we do have certain things, a lot of what we do, like our, our jobs out here are somewhat distinct, but there's a ton of overlap in what we get to do. Mm-hmm. And so we're, I feel like we're really linked up in terms of just our rhythms in, mm-hmm. in ways that is a privilege that not very many people get, get to. Yeah. We spend every day together we're, we're, and we for sure have all three meals together yeah. as a family. Yeah. That's yeah. Unusual. Wow. And so it is yeah. a big, it, we almost, it's easy to just take that as you take it for granted feel like that's kind of just a normal thing, but it really is a privilege that we get to um, have, have some distinct areas where, where we get to really focus on as as far as our, our personal giftings, but that it, it has so much common ground and overlap in terms of just our daily rhythms, but then just being a part of the same organization uh, together. It's, and that's, and that even includes Kinsley as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That yeah, that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. But I just wanted to say first like man, I I was able to witness this like firsthand like living with you guys and doing ministry with you guys and how like your marriage is such a ministry opportunity for like in discipleship relationships. I know especially for Slovenes, they they most of them come from broken homes where they don't get to see that like, wow, the husband is like telling the wife that he loves her and wow, they're doing life with their, they're bringing in their daughter to do ministry and so many conversations that I got to have with Slovenes, Slovene youth of like getting to witness your marriage and getting to say like, wow, if, if that can exist, 
then God is real, you know, because mm-hmm. like that, yeah. a relationship like that can exist. But yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned earlier, like family, we want to be a family on mission and that, you know, started with you guys getting married. But so talk about like being family on mission now with your daughter, Kinsley. And I know she's like all a part of your ministry, but yeah, share a little bit about what that means for your family. So for a little bit of context, uh, one of the, the family on mission, that's something that was really modeled well for us by other families uh, families with kids that are a little bit now, you know, college age and beyond. Uh, we both got to serve at uh, the Josiah Venture Kids Camp. And that was one of those really, I think, formative times as well, where, you know, it, when you get to be around other people's kids, you get to learn a lot about them. And and the more we saw, the more we liked. And I, yeah. I think that's a pretty unique thing in any yes. in any team or organization. And so it, that that provided a platform then to start asking curious questions and 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 really being intentional with getting input from uh, other families, uh, people with you know people that walked the road a little bit ahead of us. Uh, and so I think that kind of set the stage well because uh, then you know in the beginning you're just figuring everything out as you go, and then also we 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 are a little bit isolated. We were the, you know, we, the, the first, we, we were, we lived a little bit away from the rest of our team. And so, but because of that, I think we had to be a little bit more purposeful with how we invited input into our marriage and our family. Uh, mm. But, but to me, I think that kind of helped set a trajectory from the beginning uh, that we were able to build on. Yeah. I, well, I also, I, I think, we we sat down with people at the Just Adventure Spring Conference in May when Kinsley was six weeks old. We took her up there and it felt like a doll that we got to hand around. It was like this, yeah. everyone gets to see this little tiny doll. She was so little. It was awesome. And I remember uh, sitting down with Dan and Laura Hash and just asking for wisdom on parenting and, and getting stuff from them. And I remember Dan saying, keep doing what you're doing. And at that point, we're sitting there having a meal and somebody else was holding Kinsley. And he was like, like this. We also had, Josh and Christy said, um, when they decided to have their first kid, they were inviting him into what they were already doing. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole world didn't stop with um, with with having a kid. Yeah, sort of the idea of, we've got a really good thing going here, and now we're inviting kids into that. Right. Yeah. So, and that was yeah. really yeah. a great, a great picture. Great, yeah. Great and and that's what we've done. We've invited her into everything. And so whether it's been, you know, we, we took a bunch of Slovenes to the States when Kinsley was five months old and I carried her <laughs> around on a carrier and we did it again when she was two years old and she was sick for the first five days with a yes. fever and it was rough. And, um, but, but we brought her along. Also, I love ministry. I, I love being involved. And so, um, I remember that being something too, even when Johnny and I were dating is he's like, we're going to do this together. Like this is this calling on our life is our calling as a family. It's not just my calling that you're coming into. Like it's a, it's a calling for both of us as a family or for mm. all of us. And so I went to camps and I, Kinsa came too. And yeah, last year was her first year as a fusion camper at a camp that we were not at. And right. I know. Yeah. I was that, just thinking about that. How, yeah. 
Like you guys started the fusion ministry in Slovenia and led it for years. I got to be a part of that for years. So amazing. And now it's like handed off to Slovenes and the Lord has called the both of you onto other roles and other things. But now Kinsley is like a part of the fusion ministry now that she's older and that, oh, that's so beautiful to me. Yeah, and so. she's in, she gets to invite her friends to that. Actually, here's something cool too is, and she's said this recently, um, when she's at Fusion, she feels like she can be herself. Mm. Um, when she's at school, she's not. She's not the the Kinsley that we know. Um, yeah. And so when she's at Fusion, she she gets to be herself. And even after camp last summer, all of the, the people that had come on the American team were like, it was just so awesome. Kinsley brought all of the energy because she knows how to do this. And <laughs> She knows. She's been um, doing it her whole life. <laughs> yeah. And... So it's it's beautiful for Kinsley to see that that's, you know, she's on mission as well. Wow. Okay. So here at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about what you guys are involved in now, currently, mm-hmm. and you're involved with marriage coaching with Josiah Venture. How yeah. appropriate. And also, like, you can share more about even the roles that you have in Slovenia, but also, yeah, what is marriage coaching? How'd you get mm-hmm. involved? What does it look like? Why is marriage coaching important to you? So marriage coaching, it's a resource from an organization called Marriage Team. And uh, the the main leaders of that came to one of our uh, marriage retreats. So every every few years we have a marriage retreat. And uh, it's built around giving tools for communication, active listening, and, and things of that nature. A while back, the, director, <laughs> while back. the, the directors of, of that ministry came out to, to train some of our staff to be marriage coaches. Uh, we we really didn't even know what we were getting into. We just knew them from the marriage retreats. And, and so we sat down, we got this big binder with all of these different uh, work worksheets and things like that. But you just, you what, the format of the training was we were there to learn to coach, but then also to be coached. Mm-hmm. And so what you're, you're, you would learn a topic and then, you would sit across the table from someone else who is in the training. Another couple. And you would kind of take turns coaching each other. And then okay. you would switch and then you would be coached. And But it wasn't just practice. Like it was like we were for real going after stuff in our hearts, even at that training. Yeah, it was it was the real thing. And what was what was pretty neat was we we have a lot of access to different types of marriage resources, but because this is so focused on communication skills, uh, listening and speaking effectively, things of that nature. Uh, it gave us tools to really be able to to find some, some quicker paths to reach solutions than maybe we had in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so even, even from that training, you know, walked away feeling like, oh, this is really effective in terms of, you know, diffusing tension and really getting to, to underlying issues when there's any kind of uh, disagreements or misunderstandings or things like that. And so right away, we were able to, I think, adjust some of the ways that we related to one another. But then when we came back to Slovenia after going through the, the coaching training, uh, we got to begin coaching our teammates here in Slovenia, which was, it was, it was great to get to provide that and, and with coaching, you're you're kind of more just facilitating conversation between the other couple. 
Uh, so it's not necessarily, you're not giving a lot of advice. You're not a counselor. You don't have to be trained. You're just guiding conversation through this material. Uh, but, but, but the thing I think that has been really encouraging to both of us is it's an opportunity to get to really be in a sacred space with another couple as they, yeah. you know, they're vulnerable sharing what's on their heart and then getting to see their breakthroughs yeah. in their relationship. Yeah. Uh, and then we always would walk away with just a greater, like we would have takeaways for, for our relationship as we're getting to coach. So that's kind of been my experience. I don't know what you have to yeah. add to that, Brooke. I I think it's just been an incredible thing. I, I feel like it's been a privilege to have been trained. And like Johnny said, to get to do that with our team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that the material is so great that we use it even with our teammates, like just in yeah. normal life on life stuff. I mean, we've done it with, we've not done marriage yep. coaching with you, Gwen, but we've done <laughs> some of those coaching things with yes, each other. Coaching. Where it's yep. like, yeah, that, that. You know, you hold, you learn to hold short accounts. You call and say, "Hey, this didn't feel right." And um, I think it it's it's been really great. And in fact, just this last November, um, us along with with two other couples, the Ellenwoods and the Hashes, we actually had been given permission to teach the training. And so the three of us couples trained um, five new couples. Um, oh, wow! Across Josiah Venture, and so now they'll go out to their respective countries. And start coaching people within their within their countries. And so, for me, I, I think one of the one of the things I'm actually very very thankful for is the the high value that that I feel like Josiah Venture leadership has on healthy marriages. Um, mm-hmm. They've invested in our marriages from the get go. You you can't have a healthy ministry without a healthy marriage. Um, and I and I see that in also the way that Josiah Venture cares for the JV kids or, you know, singles or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever different thing that, that there's a, you got to be healthy in these places in order to have a healthy ministry. The ministry um, comes second, I guess. I don't know if yeah. it comes second, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you don't want to pour out from an empty bucket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think like the, the high value that Josiah Venture has on marriage and, and stuff has been, really great. And so they've, they've invested a lot. We've invested a lot with, with marriage coaching and just giving that, um, uh, to our, our coworkers throughout all of JV. And so I, I, I'm really thankful for it. Yeah. That's awesome. You get to invest and yeah, coach, ask good questions and get to the, to the meat of it. Yeah. So yeah, that they can sure. serve better. Like it's one of those things I love. Like you said, I love the Josiah Venture puts a high emphasis on the health and the care of everyone on the team. And yeah, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, gosh, we're coming here to the end. And one of my final questions, I usually ask like, what advice would you give to young people today? But this is the special um, Valentine's episode. So uh, looking back early on in your marriage, like what piece of advice would you give to your just married self? And I don't know if this is just because we just talked about marriage coaching, Uh, but I think my, I'm hoping that now I'm a, a, maybe a little bit better listener than I was back in the early days. There, there's a real big difference between uh, trying to be right and trying to uh, get your point across and trying to understand one another. And I think I think that's been something that has been a real gift, has been being able to really create spaces where the two of us can work together to understand each other 
if I, if we had a little bit, a little bit more of a head start on some of that earlier on, it would have probably created some even smoother pathways. Yeah, I think that's really good, Johnny. I will I'll just say that I think some of the best advice that was given to us, even that's not totally your question, but it's the first thing that, that's coming to my mind was to ask for forgiveness and not just say sorry. Mm, um, and, totally. I, and I think that that the significance of asking for forgiveness is that I'm actually owning what I did wrong. And I think when I say sorry, I can pass that off as not owning what I did wrong. And so, uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. You feel that way, you know, um, but there's times I would apologize to Johnny. I'd say sorry. And he would just sit there and I would, I could feel like my blood boiling. Cause I know he's waiting for the, will you forgive me? And I, I did it. And there, there was always like a, after I did that. And I think it's similar with the Lord, you know, like there's that God, will you forgive me is, is, and then that, oh yeah, he does, mm. you know, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that's the that's the first thing, and then just just have grace for all the things that you're learning in those early those early days. Give yourself grace for those grace. Like, like what you know. There's all kinds of oh, you clean the house this way. Oh, you you do things this way. Oh, that's how you do this. You know those kinds of things. Uh, it's like yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, give yourself grace and and give grace to your partner. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else? that you would like to share open-ended anything you want to share here at the end that you want to say to the listeners anything I do I do want to say something to the young people actually oh great what advice would you give to young people today (laughs) is spend time with people who are in healthy marriages Mm -hmm. so that you can learn what that looks like that you have models of it and that you have people you can ask questions to yes amen and yes. I, I think I think that's also something that has been really fun with us having you in in our yeah. home is you you got to see the good the bad the ugly and um you know like and saw us work through all those things and so I think it's it's so important to have to be surrounded by people who are in healthy marriages so you can know what you want and maybe what you don't want <laughs> right. <laughs> No, yeah, for sure. I love that you said that because that was one one of the big takeaways of my time in Slovenia was like witnessing your marriage and how you guys ask for forgiveness, solve things. And even with parenting, like you even invited me in to help parent Kinsley. And I was yeah. like, wait, what? I have to tell this <laughs> two-year-old no? Like that was like mm-hmm. a big, like a big moment in my life of you saying, Yes, you are another adult adult in her life. And I please. And so because that she was would just, say, no, Gwen, no. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, Gwen, she put, she needs to know who's the boss. If I'm she like, says, oh, no, Gwen, no. <laughs> no, Gwen, <laughs> Who's no. the boss, Gwen? <laughs> but that, that was like so amazing for me. So growing and so, oh man. Anyway, so I would recommend married people out there, invite a single person into your yeah. home and your life and single people, seek it out. Like go find a family that you can hang out with and it's mutual it's a mutual thing it's a beautiful Absolutely. beautiful thing i'm so thankful Absolutely. for it so yes. thankful well you guys thank you for sharing your story your beautiful love story from single to dating relationship marriage marriage coaching ah all the things <laughs> all of it all of it yeah it's, it's an honor yeah and it's fun to remember these things too so thanks for inviting us into You're the welcome. valentine's day episode Oh. <laughs> we'll go listen to it on we'll take it we'll have a great day and listen to it 
There we on go. The, While yeah, you're yeah. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. He, he doesn't even need to plan it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you guys. And Thanks, bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about who we are and our vision and mission, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow us on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. To help more people hear about this podcast, please leave us an honest written review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.